Welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Tethered, a special message from Pastor Azalini. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Remain standing with me for just one more moment as we quickly go into the Word of the Lord tonight. I want to take you to the book of Proverbs chapter 3 and then Psalms chapter 119. Proverbs chapter 3 and Psalms chapter 119 beginning with verse 1 of Proverbs chapter 3. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Let's go now together to Psalms chapter 119 and we'll start reading with verse 9. Psalm 119 beginning with verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. And with the help of the Lord, I want to speak to you tonight on this thought, tethered tethered. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house tonight, Lord, to hear from your word. God, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would challenge us. God, I pray right now, God, that this year of growth and healing, Lord, would begin tonight. Lord, that it would continue. Lord, that we would begin to grow, that we would begin to heal. Lord God, as you equip us tonight, Lord, and open our eyes, Lord, to things in your word that will enrich us and help us. God, I pray that our hearts would be open to receive it. God, that we would be able and willing to apply it in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Verse 9 of this text reveals to us a premier truth on which all of us should build our lives. It read in Psalm 119 and 9, it said, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. The word heed in the Hebrew is shamar, and it means to observe, to keep to guard, to treasure, and retain. It's amazing sometimes when you look into the meaning of some words, how much that scripture will open up to you. If I want to clean up my life, I must keep, I must guard, I must treasure, I must retain his word. His word is my responsibility. Praise God. 
I must place a high value on what his word says and implement it, keep it, apply it, and guard it in my life if I want my life to change. Mm. Because I treasure his word, I will seek after it, search it out, calculate my steps so as not to wander from it. I hide it in my heart so it will guide me and keep me from sinning against God. Mm. I treasure, I value, I need, I need his word in my life. What is this truth, this revelation that we just looked at? His word is a changing agent in your life. Praise God, praise God, praise God. If I want things to change, if I want to change, I need his word. Amen, amen. Proverbs 3 talks about the benefits of a life lived in the word. It says, length of days, long life, and peace shall they add unto thee. Mm. You will find favor and good understanding in the sight of man and with God. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. There is great blessing. In a life lived in the Word of God. Praise God. Now, I know some of you are thinking, well, we knew that already. Well, maybe so. But let me tell you what I know. You can know something, but not live something. And here is the truth. It's easy to get lopsided as a believer. I can pray a lot and ignore his word. Or I can get in the word and ignore prayer. But if you want things to change and if you want you to change, you need both. You need to prioritize prayer and you need to prioritize his word in your life. I can pray about something till I'm blue in the face, but if I'm not getting that book inside of me, I should not expect things to change. Praise God. Praise God. I only got half the claps on that one. (laughs) All all the prayer warriors and non-readers didn't clap on that one. (laughs) Amen. I need both. I need both. Uh, I want to give you an illustration here tonight. If you'll put my first slide up on the screen. (laughs) How many of you remember the old style landlines? Brother Dwight, do you know what a landline is? (laughs) Phones were, hey, you're going to get a lot of honor tonight. I'm just telling you, you're coming out of this a winner tonight. You just wait. Phones were an invention that changed our society. All of a sudden, it became convenient to communicate with people outside the home because of the invention of the telephone. 
you are able to call family, friends, work, whomever, without ever leaving the house, right? It became a modern-day convenience, and we thought a great addition to our lives. Before phones and telegraphs, and that was before me, or I mean, I guess they still exist, I don't know, but before phones and all that other stuff, there only used to be one way to instantaneously communicate with someone who wasn't physically there. It was called prayer. Prayer was the line you used to bring in another voice into your life before the telephone. When you needed someone to talk to, when you needed advice, when you needed to unload, any time of day you could call out to the Lord and he would hear you and he would speak to you and you would know his voice. People used to pray so much they would know the voice of God. Hallelujah. Used to be, I couldn't call my friends or my neighbors or my sister or my brother when I needed another voice to talk to me about something. He used to be the primary voice that I would invite into my life. Phones changed that. What was supposed to be convenient, what was supposed to be advancement in communication became intrusive. It became demanding. It became confusion. Now, all of a sudden, anyone could call you and gossip. People could call you and give you their opinions. People could call you and influence you uninvited. They had a direct line into your home. And phones now, which are more like supercomputers, really, were not like the phones that we had back then. When I was a kid, all we had were landline phones, not cell phones. And the phones had a cord that tethered you to the wall. So if you got caught in a long conversation and you had stuff to do and were still trying to take care of your family, you would buy one of these. Let me get that next slide. Nope. Slot. Yep. That one. You remember those? Yep. Because you needed more than three feet. So you'd get that long one. You'd walk all around. And after a couple months, that thing would have 15 knots in it, you know. They would make these super long cords so you could get around in the room you were in and still do whatever it is that you were doing. It was a longer leash, but you were still tethered to the wall. Then came answering machines and voicemail. And we became conditioned to need and desire other voices in our life. Sitting at home talking to your family wasn't enough anymore. I need missed calls and messages and voicemail so that I can feel valuable and affirmed. Suddenly other voices held value in the voice of family and the voice of God began to lose value. Now look at phones today. The landline became a cordless phone. Let's see that slide. These were all the rage for a while. 
because you could carry them around with you, use them in the garage or on the patio. You weren't limited by a cord anymore, but you still always kept it near you or on you. You guys remember those little clips? People would walk around with those things clipped on their belt. My God. Right? Oh, look at me. It's so convenient. My cordless phone. Mm-hmm. Then what came? Car phones. Man, you were big time mm. with a car phone. Finally, you could talk to others that weren't there without you being there either. Mm-hmm. You could be free as long as you had a car phone and a wireless phone. Then what? Then came cell phones. And things definitely changed exponentially more in our society after the invention of the cellular phone. Nobody wants to amen that? No. Everyone's like holding on to their phones like, no, precious. <laughs> Without being tethered to a wall, I can now talk, text, research, compute, work, buy, sell, trade, advertise, formulate, read, entertain, post, share, watch, activate, engage, unlock, lock, send, and a million other things with my cell phone without a cord. I can do all of that anytime as long as I have it on me at all times. Let me tell you something some of you have already realized. We never lost the cord on our phones. We are more tethered to our phones now than we ever have been. We didn't do away with the cord. We traded the wall it was plugged into. And now that device is tethered to us. I used to be able to walk away from my phone, but now I can't. It's always on me. I used to be able to drive down the road without being interrupted, but now I can't because my phone is always on me. I used to be able to sit at dinner in a restaurant and talk to my family, but now I can't because my phone is always on me. Our phones, in some ways, fit the description of the forbidden tree in the garden. It is full of knowledge of good and evil. The phone itself is amoral. It's not an evil device, and it's not a good device. It is without morals. It is just a device. But it can be used for both. And its appeal to our flesh sways the proclivity or tendency of our flesh to use it in ways that often make it more of a hindrance than a help in our walk with God. Everyone's like, you trying to shrink our Wednesday night crowd, Pastor? (laughs) We live in a society that has become tethered to their phones. 
Eve only tasted the fruit, and it was enough to bring pain to her family, temptation to her husband, and punishment to humanity. I don't want to be tethered to something that hurts me or my relationship with God. Ooh, the tough part's over. Everybody can breathe. For many people in most churches, January is a great time of year to not only set goals and visions for the upcoming year, but it's also a great time to reset and recenter in order to remove unnecessary encumbrances in our life that hold us back from growing in God. The Bible says it like this in Hebrews 12 and 1. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Sometimes we take an evaluation of things in our life, not to determine if they are good or bad, righteous or evil, but rather whether they are helping us or harming us. Is it a weight or does it lift me up? In the fall of last year, I began to talk to the Lord about this upcoming year. And I asked God for some direction for myself as your pastor and for us as a church body and how to best position ourselves for growth and health in this new year. And in that prayer, the Lord began to speak to me about what I'm bringing to you tonight. He put the word tethered in my spirit. And I saw a church, this church, this body of believers connecting to God in 2024 on a much deeper level and in a much more consistent way. Man, hallelujah, hallelujah. I felt the Lord begin to challenge me on my phone usage and the stewardship of my time and my energy. Mm. He challenged me on the stewardship of my attention. Mm. Whatever or whomever we are tethered to holds much influence in our life. When I have, we have a little dog named Lucky, and when I have Lucky out on a leash, he will walk with me without me having to tug because he's been tethered to me so many times. Don't miss this. He can read the little nuances of the vibration in the leash, and he knows if we're going to go left or right or turn around or stay. He just reads the signal coming through the leash. My guess is he does it without even realizing he's doing it anymore. It's just second nature to him. That leash, when it's attached to him, it's just an extension of himself. He receives those nonverbal cues and then responds accordingly. We must be careful about what we tether ourselves to in this life. They or it 
has more influence and impact on us than we realize. Hell wants to be able to lead you through the little vibrations in the leash. Because I saw a certain reel, now all of a sudden I have this new opinion. Because I saw that post, now all of a sudden I'm angry with somebody. Because I didn't like what they said in a text message, now I have an issue with them. What is that when a text, a post, a phone call, a message, an email, a service agenda can all of a sudden knock you off center and suddenly you have an issue? I'll tell you it's an indicator of what you're tethered to. Mm. I don't know about you, but I want to be tethered to Jesus. Ah. I don't want little things in this life to be able to sway me easily and push me off center. When I see something that's disagreeable, when I hear something that's disagreeable, I want to be so tethered to God huh, that it doesn't affect my mood, it doesn't affect my mindset, it doesn't affect my opinion uh, because I am tethered to truth. Uh, I am tethered to the one uh, that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, hallelujah. I want to be tethered to Jesus. More than that, I want to abide in Christ. John chapter 15, beginning with verse 4, reads this way. Abide in me and I in you. This is Jesus speaking. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. He goes on to say, I am the vine, and you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. We are the branches and he is the vine. I want to be connected to the vine. I want his words to abide in me. I don't want to be cast into the fire because I've lost my connection with Jesus. I want to be a branch that brings forth much fruit. I want to be connected to the mediator and not the media. Because what I'm connected to determines what is brought forth in my life. Mm, praise God, praise God. John 1.1 1, 1 says the greatest way to tether yourself to Jesus is to tether yourself to his word. Oh, it says that? Yeah. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. 
When you read John 1.1 and you read the scriptures that we read in Psalm 119 and Proverbs chapter 3, you will see that the greatest way to have Jesus abiding in you is to pick up that truth and put it inside of you day after day after day after day. Why? Because he is his word. When I am putting truth inside of me, that truth brings forth fruit in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So what is tethered? Tethered is something that the Lord put in my spirit to talk to you about tonight and to challenge you as we move further into 2024. And what I'm proposing to this church body here tonight for those that should want to partake in what we're doing is I'm challenging you to cut the cord and tie the tether. Cut the cord and tie the tether. I'm putting forth to you today a 30-day challenge, a challenge of growth and healing. And this is what I'm proposing that we do should you want to be involved. What I'm going to do beginning January the 15th, because some of you are going to need a couple days to prepare yourself, is to put your phone in a stationary place whenever possible. So when I'm at home, instead of this phone being in my pocket like it is right now all the time, I'm going to put that phone on my desk, and I'm going to leave it there. Mm. <laughs> Some of you are already. You're going to be okay. You're going to live. You're going to live abundantly. Mm. Put your phone in a stationary place whenever possible. Leave people on red. It's okay. You don't have to know everything that's going on with everyone. It's okay. It's okay for you to have some missed calls. It's okay. I understand that for some of you, this is your business. There's things that you, you can't put it down. You have to keep it on you. But the challenge is to withdraw yourself from this as much as possible for the next 30 days. And to not only cut the cord, but to tie the tether to Jesus. In front of me here on the floor are 23 or 24 of 50 New Testament Psalms and Proverbs pocket size King James Version Bibles. Purchase these on Amazon. They're $9 and some change a piece. And what I'm challenging you to do is to put some skin in the game. And for those 30 days, you ready? Every time you go to reach for your phone, instead of a phone being in your pocket, this little Bible is going to be in your pocket. Mm -hmm. 
And every time you would have taken that thing out to look at Facebook, to mindlessly scroll reels, to do whatever it is that you would be doing that isn't necessary, imagine how much your mind, your mood, your emotional well-being is going to change if for 30 days, every single time you go to reach for your phone, instead, you take out this book, this living word, and you just begin to read some nuggets of truth and hide it in your heart to, and plant some seed inside of your spirit that isn't, mm, hallelujah, that is going to produce good fruit in your life. Oh, I can't believe I'm always down. I struggle with depression. I'm always sad. I don't feel like I got any energy. Let me tell you something. This right here will give you energy. This right here will stabilize your mood. This right here will change what you think about. This right here will alter your narrative. This right here will change you from the inside out. You will become tethered to the one who made you instead of tethered to the one who wants to manipulate you. It's time for the church to get serious about being connected to Jesus. And there is no greater way than tethering yourself to the word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So how do I take part, Pastor, in this 30-day challenge? What I'm challenging you to do is first to purchase one of these New Testament Bibles. You can purchase one for $10. We paid nine and some change for them. You can do that on Faith Teams. If you just hit the special offering button, you can just put in there New Testament, tethered, whatever. We'll know what it's for. Or you can just do it by putting it in an envelope and putting it in the offering basket and doing it that way. You don't have to pay in advance. You can grab one tonight and pay the next time it's convenient for you to do so. And then we have a 30-day reading challenge. We have a customized reading chart that is simple. It's only the New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs, and it's not all of it. It's just select books from the New Testament that is the equivalent of a couple chapters a day of reading. And when you pull out that New Testament, you'll have your little chart, and Derek will email that or text that to you so that you have that handy and you can print that out at home. I was going to print it out here tonight, but I'm having a problem with the printer in the office. And you'll have that available to you because some people are like, well, I don't know how to read or I don't know what to read. This will show you what to read. It will give you a plan to follow. Or if you don't want to do that specific reading plan, you can customize your own reading plan and engage in it that way. But the whole point of it is, is for the next 30 days, um, is to engage in this instead of this. Amen? That's what tethered is all about. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man. Praise God, praise God. And then on Valentine's Day, February the 14th, everybody 
who has completed the 30-day challenge and either read the plan that was made or the plan that you made for yourself, and you did all 30 days on Tether, we're going to get a group picture with everybody who participated and get it framed. Sound good? Come on. Hallelujah. How many of you, and you don't have to lift your hands, but you would admit to yourself tonight, I need to spend more time in the Word of God. I need to spend more time in the Word of God. Would you stand with me tonight? Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others, as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible. Thank you.